no. The box was off. So you're a dumb ass. Would you like to open? These legs? <laughs> <laughs> no. like a set theme for this episode there's a whole bunch of shit we're about to talk about nothing like existential has really happened for us to name this anything yet so we'll just have to see how we feel at the end of the episode untitled isn't it really weird how when like we're about to have a good conversation like you can feel that we're about to have a good conversation but when it's bad it's like so so bad. Like you can just feel the energy is just just like depleting out of the room. Just being sucked out of your body. Like trans rights being sucked out of America. Are we gonna start with trans rights? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's even on our list of topics today. It's but not. it's important to remind America of that. Yes, it is. Because it's also Pride Month. It is Pride Month. Which we can start with that because we tried to record a Pride episode, and it went nowhere. It didn't go anywhere. It was very sad. We had like 20 minutes of just garbage. Just weird energy. It was it was just a weird conversation. I don't know, like, we I had a whole list of topics that I wanted to talk about, but it just, like, wasn't flowing. It just wasn't working. And I don't know if it's because it was, like, too serious, and that's, like, not what we're about here. Well, it was either too serious to where we were, like, sobbing over here about... Trans rights. Trans rights. But then on the other side, we didn't want to be, like, throwing glitter everywhere and screaming. Yes. And I have finally figured out what I've been trying to say in regards to that. Which is? Because I wanted to talk about RuPaul. (laughs) And I wanted to talk about Drag Race. But then... uh, I was like, well, maybe drag in RuPaul is not necessarily like synonymous the, with the umbrella of all things gay. Like, just because right. you're a gay man doesn't mean you have to like drag race or that you even like drag race or RuPaul. Or that you're a gay man at all. You could be a bisexual man. Right. Like, drag is not like the all encompassing umbrella of the gay community. Nope. It's a very important aspect of the gay community. But it doesn't define the community itself. There's I no, think that's important to remember. Well, I don't think there's any one thing that defines the community. No, other not at than all. like you're not heterosexual. Right, but I mean, I think a lot of people will try to connect with members of the community based on Things mainstream like, media. So RuPaul, yes. or Drag Race, or I don't know. Rainbows and unicorns. Rainbows and and unicorns and glitter. Like, it all just kind of becomes a commercialized stereotype. And that's not what I wanted to do. And that kind of seems like what we almost might have done. Trans rights. We have to be humorous. 
Well, it's not even about being humorous. We just don't want to be like super self-righteous and like over here like. Right. <sighs> gays. I'm a gay, by the way, in case anyone didn't know. In case you couldn't tell by the sound of your voice. That is stereotyping. That is stereotyping. There's a documentary about that. About the sound of your voice? About, um, like, gay men and, like, the in- alleged inflection that some <laughs> of y'all may have. <laughs> it's called Do I Sound Gay? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of it. That would be something that I would definitely take a look into for sure. Well, because allegedly you guys all sound the same. <laughs> I love your words, or use of the word allegedly. <laughs> Because I don't want to be offensive, but it's like... Some of us have, myself included, yeah. the lilt. Yes. I'm looking at that documentary right now because that would be kind of interesting to watch. And does it say why that some of us might sound that way? Journalist David Thorpe confronts his anxiety over sounding gay by talking to LGBT icons like Dan Savage and George Taki and... Exploring the cultural history of the gay voice in film and television. Hmm. Sexy. Yeah, I think that's pretty neat. Pride. Let's hit pride later in the episode. Sure. Let's start with the with the polls. <laughs> Who's leading the polls? P O L L S. Who's leading the polls? So even though his numbers are dropping here and there, yeah, it's still Joe. Still Joe Biden. Still so Joseph. Joe Biden and then Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg, and Kamala Harris. I think that's interesting that she's farther up there. She's right ahead of uh, Beto. Who? Kamala Harris. Yay. I like Kamala Harris. I think she's fine. I like her too. I like her just fine. Um, Amy Klobuchar is still kind of up there. Andrew Yang is in the top 10, which I think is surprising. That's because... We never even watched his town hall. Did we? No. No, we didn't. I, he, to me, is like Marion Williamson. <laughs> Kirsten Gillibrand is in the top 10. That's surprising. Because she fell off there for a long time. Like, she was not doing as well as everybody had hoped. Where is she in the top 10? I don't know if I believe that she would be in the top 10. I'm just looking at polling data. 2020 Democratic presidential nomination polling data. What website are you on? Realclearpolitics.com. Okay, so take the averages of everybody. Okay. I don't know. I just, I want her to come out of this debate like... Just like... Like I am... Guns blazing. Yeah. Pussy on fleek. Pussy on fleek, yeah. (laughs) Kirsten Gillibrand, pussy on fleek. That should be her fucking (laughs) tagline. That's her her campaign strategy. Where's Kirsten Cinema? So Joe Biden is leading still. Yes, he is. Elizabeth Warren is coming up. She is on the come up. She's number three, so she's not far behind. Bill de Blasio is somewhere in there. He made the debates, which is fucking dumb. Um, because nobody likes Bill de Blasio. He was from New York. Yes, he's the mayor of New York City. The mayor City. of New York, yeah. I don't even know, like, what he's about. Like, what's his thing? Nothing. Nothing? Fighting with Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> about what? Just life. 
Why are they fighting? Why would you want to fight with Andrew Cuomo? Because he's a bit more of a centrist and who? Andrew Cuomo. Oh, he is. Yeah. And he gets. I can't believe how red your beard is. Why? Because it's red. I'm literally looking at you, and you have a red beard. It's really weird. I'm a pirate. You are. A butt pirate. Pride. That's a slur. It's not a slur because I'm a homosexual male. Okay. I trust you. Let's talk about Joe Biden and some of the issues that he is currently experiencing. Joe Biden is experiencing a really bad case of I'm an old fucking man and I don't know how to relate to anybody in 2019 (laughs) syndrome. That's his problem. It's just one of those things where, like, for a perfect example, he was, like, talking to this family, allegedly, this week, and he looked at, it was, like, three boys and their sister, and she was, like, the youngest. And he was like, your guys' job is to make sure that, like, all the boys stay away from her. And it's like... We don't do that in 2019. No. Like, bye. How about, like, hey, young ma'am, you're going to be president one day. Right. Like, she can defend herself. Like, we don't... Need that. We don't task men with needing to protect women anymore. Women are now tasked with learning how to protect themselves. It's not necessarily a bad thing. He just has a very... He's old. He's been around for so long. He comes from a different generation. And I Which think, is fine. I think I said this before. And he's already running into issues with this. Where, because he's been around so long, it's going to be just like Hillary, where... He has to go back and change his There's like things. a bunch of weird shit that starts popping up because of... Things that he's said or done in the past. In the past, you know, 40 fucking years that he's been in Congress. Right. But everybody should, like, go into it with the mindset that, like, yeah, some things are going to change after 40 years. Yeah, but he thus far has not done a good job of... Relaying that to the general public? Well, he, on the crime bill, for instance, he stuck by the crime bill that they passed in 1993. That just all it did was end up putting a lot of African Americans in prison for a long time. What was the basis of the crime bill? Like, what was its purpose because crime was on the rise in the united states coming out of the 80s i'm not an expert on the numbers but it didn't end up really doing much it targeted a lot of african-american communities so the purpose of it was to put more people in jail yes oh which we all know now has resulted in like there being like a substantial imbalance of people of color black men especially in prison yes So, of course, you know, he couldn't kind of, like, backtrack that at all. He was like, well, at the time, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it makes sense at the time. Nobody was like, let's sign this bill so we can put more black people in jail. Were they? I don't, well. (laughs) Hey, it was Bill Clinton's bill, so he's had to, that was the thing that went after Hillary for it, too. Why even go after her, though? It's not like she was the president. Her husband was the president. Was she? I mean... If we're going to be real. Oh, let's be which real. Which we are. We're real here. Politics, real and authentic. Real and authentic, yeah. So, I mean, I guess technically she was probably the driving force behind a lot of stuff. And then the Hyde Amendment. Mm. No, pr- no federal funding for abortions. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> You're supposed to know. You're the political analyst. 
I never claimed to be a political analyst. I'm a political analyst. <laughs> so do with that. What you You're will. really hitting it hard with the. It's Pride Month. Um, no federal funding for abortion. Look up the Hyde Amendment before we have this conversation, and then I want you to delete like everything we just said. Everything we just said. That's fine. In U.S. politics, the Hyde Amendment is a legislative provision barring the use of federal funds to pay for abortion, except to save the life of the woman or if the pregnancy arises from incest or rape. So does that mean, like, if you're on Medicaid, you cannot have an abortion? Medicaid won't cover it. Medicaid won't cover it. So you can pay for it yourself, Mm -hmm. but the state will not pay for it. Yes, unless you're, like, raped or... Right. Okay. So what was his first stance on the Hyde Amendment? He supported it. And then everybody came for him. Yes. And now he doesn't support it. Yes. Well, he's also had to change his stance on abortion. Because he's Catholic, isn't he? Yep. So he was like very... Was he very... Yes, he was. That's like a thing. He was pro-life and was like not about... Oh, wow. Yeah. And now he's... I didn't know that about him. Well, let me just fact check. But I'm pretty sure I read that. Yeah, he's struggled to answer some questions... um, on abortion and abortion bans. Joe Biden described being an odd man out with Democrats on abortion in 2006 interview. So he hasn't been super outspoken about it, but he, so yeah, he's had to change his stance on abortion. Well, yeah, because he's the only Democrat that like wasn't supporting it and was like still kind of supporting the Hyde Amendment. At that point, there is still a lot of what we call blue dog Democrats. And there were That's a fun term I've never heard before. So blue dog Democrats were conservative Democrats. Oh. And they were... We've talk, we talked about that in a prior episode. We called them conservative Democrats. <laughs> yeah, the blue dog. The blue dog coalition. And they were, you know, more socially conservative. They were the ones that kind of came from the school of thought that weren't necessarily into um, integration, civil rights their successors now we've talked about this before wasn't the republican party and the democratic party like flipped not necessarily flipped back like in the earlier days there's been different party systems throughout Mm -hmm. united states history there's been five allegedly (laughs) and it just kind of depends on which party is dominant and the issues that the particular parties are fighting about in that time. Right. So, in that party system that kind of started with the New Deal and Franklin Roosevelt in the 30s that existed up until the mid-1960s, it was a big Democratic coalition. Right. And they were the big tent party where there were different factions of people that had similar beliefs on some things, but completely differing beliefs on a lot of other stuff, but they were still all under one party. But is being a Democrat in the 30s the same as being a Democrat now? Well, no, not at all, or depending on where you live. Right. So the Southern Democrats were blue-collar workers. Which now would be more conservative, right? Yes, but they were socially conservative at that time as well. Right. There just wasn't a big focus on that in politics. It was all about, because it's coming out of the Great Depression. 
and coming out of World War II. So everything was about the economy and jobs and national security. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. So anyways, the point I was making is that the parties have gone back and forth. Mm-hmm. Over the last couple generations. Over since the beginning of the two-party system here. So ultimately, ultimately, Joe Biden may or may not be representative of our current generation. Well, no. He's like 9,000 years But what old. do you do? Like, do we elect Pete Buttigieg? Who's I mean, 38, he looks like the guy <laughs> from the Lorax. <laughs> I, it, I don't think it's about physical age necessarily. Right. It's, it's a, just about being able to relate. It's about being able to relate in your school of thought on where the party should go. Because some think that, you know, we should try to moderate as much as possible. And then there are those who think that we should, you know, just go full on progressives, full tilt to the left. Right. Which would be like socialist. Not necessarily socialist, depending on how far you want to go. Right. But I don't know where we would fall. You and I personally? Yeah. Like, I don't know where I would like to see the party go, which is why... I'm so interested in this primary process and the debate. I don't know where I would want to see the party go either. I feel like moderate would like in the middle would be like the make the most sense. Yeah, but we've done that already. How so? Well, because we kind of did that during the Obama administration. He didn't do anything like super super far left well yeah he kind of continued a lot of economic policies developed under the bush administration for sure how did that reflect on the economy was that good was that bad i personally think the president operates independent of the economy the economy operates independent of the president of the president yeah we've talked about this just with that whole thing now where it's like the economy is the best it's ever been it's like why is that like right is it be- I still need to find an economics um, expert expert to like figure that out. Economics expert. They have to be sexy as well. Yes. Let's talk about the debates. Two nights, 20 Democrats. <laughs> Let me pull it up. Tops oh. off. So 20 Democrats. We had 23 candidates all together. So who's out? Seth Moulton did not make the debate. Sad panda daddy bear. Which is very sad because we really liked Seth Moulton. We watched his town hall. And I don't know who the other two that didn't make the debate And I was really looking forward to having a President Seth. President Seth. 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 Where's the Uber, Seth? Oh, my God. Where the fuck is my boyfriend, Seth? I was really looking forward to that. Yeah. So Seth Moulton's out. Who else? Mike Gravel. I don't even remember him. He, exactly, that's why he's out. Okay, well, we won't spend a whole lot of time on that. Who else? I don't know. All right, so night one of the debates. This is coming from CNN Politics. June 26th, 2019, that's Thursday. Mm-hmm. We have Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, Cory Booker, Julian Castro. That surprises me, that Julian Castro is on day one. Why? I don't know, because I didn't think he was going to make it that far. Right, but continue. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. I thought her name was Chelsea. No, it's Tulsi. Okay. Well, fuck me. Jay Inslee, Amy Klobuchar, Bill de Blasio, John Delaney. I've not even ever heard of him. 
and Tim Ryan. I like Tim Ryan. Because he's from Youngstown. He's hot. Yeah, that's literally it. Like, those exact two reasons why. <laughs> All right, and then you look at night two is stacked. Night two, June 27th, which is Friday. Why didn't they put Joe Biden on the first night? Because it doesn't matter because he's leading the polls. Well, look who's on the second night. So Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, Kamala Harris, Kirsten Gillibrand, Michael Bennett. We watched his town hall also. Marianne Williamson, <laughs> Eric Swalwell, yes. Daddy. Andrew Yang and John Hickenlooper. So night two has Biden, it has Sanders, Harris, Buttigieg. He's like still like knocking it out of the park despite not having a lot of political experience. I'm interested to see how he like handles like being up there with like all those ginormous people. And then he's like They're a little... also big. <laughs> oh my I god, just Chast... protect him. <laughs> oh my god, Chaston, look how big these people are. Yes. He's so like just like precious and perfect. I don't want them to yell at him. That's what I would do if I was on the debate. Like I would just cry as they're yelling at me and then I would scream my point. So they're like I would I would like for to like rearrange this whole thing. Why? So I don't know. Because didn't you tell me that like the first night of the debate is most important? No. You did tell me that. Well, I'm incorrect because they I didn't realize how they were gonna do it. Because there were so many people. Because there were so many people. So when they did it with the Republicans, it was they had like the boo boo shit ass debate. <laughs> Is the undercard debate with like all the loser candidates, right? And then they had the big debate. They mixed them up this time. Well, I was gonna say because there's good people in the first debate and good people in the second debate. Yes, but the second debate still, I think, has the best people in it because you have the top two candidates. Mm -hmm. Can we um, just like for a second figure out how Marion Williamson got to the debates? American voters are gullible. Like, what the fuck? Are you doing donating your money to, to Marianne Williamson? Why? Because she's nice? Because she talks about love and hearts? Well, I think... And I get that that appeals to people because everybody's so upset right now, but that's not like a policy Well, it, I, I'm fairly certain we've talked about this before with her, but it's like the same thing as to why people voted for Donald Trump. They wanted someone that wasn't a politician that's going to bring something new, and they think it's going to be different. But they don't take into account that, like, this person doesn't have any political experience. Therefore, they're not going to be able to pass legislation and create jobs and do things like that. Yes. But at least Donald Trump has, like, a business. Right, right. You know, this lady is, like, a self-help Yeah, guru. she's an author. She's um, successful in – we've already talked about this, so we don't need to, like, reiterate. But, like, she's successful, like, in her particular field, not – politics but i guess we'll see i like what she talks about but like i don't <laughs> i don't think that she like should necessarily be the next president no but we'll see andrew yang wants to give everybody a thousand dollars a month from the american government as like a base right to income so if he wins i'm fucking down i don't <laughs> i don't feel like that's necessary i mean i think a that's a horrible idea but why not Pay me. It's kind of like those memes. I see them all the time on Instagram. It's like, I didn't ask to be born. This shit is so expensive. Yep. <laughs> I mean, sure. That sounds nice in theory, but 
Yeah, I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. But be careful because we'll get the socialists attacking us and they'll be like, this is how we can pay for it. Ah! Yeah, but they don't... Tax the rich! Off with their heads. Robespierre, French Revolution. That's what I get from all that. That's what it makes me think of. That's what Bernie Sanders makes me think of. What? They're like the French Revolution and like executing <laughs> all the... he was alive in the French Revolution? That, yes. And he doesn't like the wealthy. So he's like one step away from like having the nobles at the guillotine. Like off with their heads. Remember in the kitchen the other day when you tried to trick me into thinking you were going to become a Republican and I was like really scared because I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure if this is like a simulation or if you're like being very serious. <laughs> I could be a Republican if they didn't hate gay people so much. I'm not, like, afraid of their economic argument by any means, shape, or form. Right. They're just, like, very, like, not into an open mind when it comes to social issues. Yeah. And I don't like that. They have, I don't know. I don't want to say they. That sounds so, like, they. Like, exclusatory. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. And there's lots of Republicans that love gay people. Right. But can you love gay people but then still benefit from anti-gay legislation? Like, if you really think about it. Because the party is still, like... Very much anti-gay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that... I don't understand it either. But there's lots of stuff I don't understand. <laughs> like, why anybody wants to vote for Bernie Sanders. Is there, like, any one particular reason why you don't like Bernie Sanders? This is a safe space. Like, you're allowed to have your opinion. I will keep my opinion to myself on that one. Because it's an incorrect opinion, and, and I understand that, but I'm going to well, hold it. Well, opinions aren't correct or incorrect. No, we don't need to relitigate the 2016 election. <laughs> That's fine. We talk <laughs> enough about that. Um, an agreement was reached with Mexico for the tariffs. Mm -hmm. So... Okay, so here's what the thing with that, is that Mexico says that that agreement was reached, like, last year. A long year. time ago. Yes. Do you know what the agreement was? I don't, but I know that if it was already there, that was just Donald Trump, like, using the bathroom and, like, on Twitter, like... Yeah. Ah. Uh, like, I did it. We, we came did. to an agreement. Agreement. But the whole thing was to, like, kind of control the influx of... of people. Illegal immigrants. So I know that they wanted like 6,000 more armed troops at the southern border of Mexico. Which, I mean... Because it's not even like illegal immigrants coming from Mexico. It's coming from the countries below Mexico. It's a whole bunch of people coming from... And that's something that people have to understand with this issue is that it's still illegal to come here illegally. Mm -hmm. And you don't want people coming here illegally so when we're talking about you know having a softer tone on illegal immigration and you know trying to be compassionate and trying to find the best way to help these people that is a hundred percent true right but we still have to stop people coming here illegally that is still a problem yes i agree that um needs to be solved or not solved but like a solution needs to be had yes because there are a lot of people coming here, and we can't necessarily support them all. Not in terms of that we don't want to, but, like, resources and things like that. Like, what do we do with one million people at the border? Yes, that's, like, a lot of people in one place. Like, yeah. imagine one million people trying to fit through a tiny little door. No. 
<laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> exactly. It's too much. Yeah, it's it's not fun for anyone to think about. No, it's not. Or to deal with. N- yeah. But I don't I don't think we have to be mean to them. No, we don't have to like keep them in cages at the border. Like that sucks. Well, that I think is the biggest issue is that the way people are being treated. Treated. But that's also the risk they run when they come here illegally. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. But I mean that I mean but that's true. That's the risk that you run. But do they have to be treated like they have to be put in cages? No. Absolutely not. I like think. how are other how do other countries handle it? Like probably not very well either. Probably not. I had a guy at my job this week tell me that he that we don't live in the country that I think we live in. And that he doesn't work for the United States Corporation. It was that the American National? He called himself an American National. I've heard that term in relation to other places. Like I was reading an article the other day and the person um, was referred to as a Filipino National. So I don't know what goes into that. I think that some people have undiagnosed schizophrenia. And that mental health in this country is a problem and that needs to be addressed. I would have to agree with you. That's what that conversation with that man was. So that brings me to another point about um, the debates that we stopped talking about a long time ago. (laughs) Daddy Swalwell. I saw on MSNBC, like the top four issues going into the 2020 election. So like what everybody is like concerned about, what everyone wants to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, now I only have three because I can only remember three of them, but it was healthcare, immigration, and then guns was like really low. It was like 14%. But then there were three like really high, but I can only remember abortion and healthcare or excuse me, healthcare and immigration. I don't remember what the fourth one was. It has to be something with the economy, like jobs. I mean, I'm sure it was. It's just like, for some reason, my memory has like, I can see the picture of the television and I can see all the words, but the only words I can see are healthcare, immigration, guns. The top one is like fuzzy. It's like blurred out. It's like pixelated. (laughs) Without a trace disappearing. So yeah, it'll be interesting. And we've watched so many town halls already. And everybody talks about healthcare. Every, well, the, the first question after slavery reparations. <laughs> we cannot make fun of slavery reparations on this podcast. I'm not making fun of slavery <laughs> reparations. That's just an observation that I have had. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of conversations about reparations. Have there always been a lot of conversations about that? Or is that like specifically with this election? I think there's always been like side conversations about it. I know it's been an argument that's been out there forever. Right. I just don't know, like, at what point we started asking about it in the context of a presidential election. Right. That I have no idea. Um, but, yeah, we've watched so many town halls already that, like, we know the questions that are being asked because they're all being asked the same questions. So it'll be interesting to see, like, everybody freaking out. Like, hopefully Pete's not crying. Well, like, getting his ass, like, Kamala Harris is, like, beating his ass, like, on the, like, taking his lunch money, because he's so tiny and cute and all. Um, Little Pete Buttigieg. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know <laughs> if we're being very fair towards him. Who are you looking forward to seeing in the debates? 
I'm looking forward to seeing Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Kirsten Gillibrand. I don't think Eric Swalwell is going to do well, but I want to see him anyway because he's hot. Yeah. And I'm going to vote for him anyway because he's hot. You can't do that. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> yes, I can. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Beto O'Rourke because he's hot. I'm looking forward to seeing how Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden interact. Yeah. What are you thinking? I don't know. I mean, he couldn't defeat Hillary. I don't think it was that he couldn't defeat Hillary. I just think that... But no, like, even on the, in the, on the debate stage, he wasn't very good. He but was, it... He's very... And you'll notice this, too. Everything goes back to the millionaires and billionaires. You could be talking about climate change. And he'll bring it back to... You could be talking about, like, abortion. And, and it, it'll be, like, the rich assault. Yes. Like, everything goes back to that. And that was a critique of his. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Beto. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar. I don't know why, but I'm just like not super gung-ho about Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris. But I don't really have a reason why. I'm just still not down with like Medicaid for all or Medicare for all. No, I don't think that would work. But don't say that because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's ghost will pixelate into this office and beat your ass. <laughs> So Eric Swalwell made the debates. We just watched his, Seth Moulton's, and Tim Ryan's town hall, which yes. we don't necessarily need to talk about because it was so long ago. Uh, but there's two interesting things that they both brought up that I'm wondering if they'll bring up again in the debates. Um, Seth Moulton won't bring it up in the debates because he's not going. Sad panda. Sad. Um, Eric Swalwell talked specifically about gun buybacks. Yes. So... He doesn't want to take everybody's guns. He just wants to take all the assault rifles. Yes. Turn in all the assault rifles and you'll get your money back for it. But there's also a big debate over what an assault rifle is. I don't know anything about guns. I don't either, which is why I don't like to talk about guns. Because, like, if you get in an argument with someone who owns guns. Right. Or, like, a gun enthusiast in general. Yeah. Like, it's over for you. I don't. So that's, I, for me, I think that's a problem with his stance is that no one can define what it, because there's no category of this is an assault weapon. Well, wouldn't it just be something that's not a pistol and not a shotgun? Well, no, because you can have a pistol that's also an automatic. I don't even know what that means. That means that it can discharge more than, I think. I don't know. See? We don't so know. this isn't a conversation we should be having. Oh, no, absolutely not. Well, but, I just bring it up because I... I guns are like they're the, they're not the topic that you want to like go after with people that are like gun enthusiasts. Well, and it's for me personally, it's not an issue that I'm super passionate about. I'm not super passionate about it either, but like I don't give a fuck about guns. I don't either. Like I've never had one. I've never shot one. I like, we've never had one in the house. And we've like lived our lives totally fine. So gun rights are not something that I care about at all, really. But I know that people 
really, really care really about their gun rights. do not like the idea of someone coming for their guns. So I think that's an interesting stance to have. But I think the idea of someone coming for a possession that they were legally allowed to have, that's gross to me. Like that, I, I don't like the idea of the government knocking at your door, give me all the guns. You know, like that's not, even if it's a buyback, right. to me that still seems super intrusive. I think if it were anything else, I would feel that way. But that's how it starts. First it's that, and then it's... And that is true, and that is an argument people also have. Like, once, you know, they take the guns, then it's like, we no longer have the right to abortions, which we don't. (laughs) (laughs) If it were anything else, if the government was like, you're not allowed to have this iMac, then I'd be like, fuck you. Climate change. Tim Ryan was asked, or actually Tim Ryan was put on blast about what he said about climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he claimed climate change was a luxury. He said something along those something lines. Something along those lines, but it was sort of taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Because essentially what he said, and he reiterated this, was that like people that are living in low-income families you know, working two jobs, trying to put food on the table, on food stamps, you know, government assistance, whatever, like climate change is not something that they can afford to think about. No. Like their immediate needs and their family's immediate needs are their first priority. And that is food, water, shelter. And a lot of times are their only priority. Right. A lot of people live that way still in America. Like a lot of people live that way. And I think maybe him saying that climate change is a luxury was not the correct wording. But if you think about it, it's like if those are your priorities, like you are having to sit and think about like where is my food going to come from tomorrow? Climate change would be then a luxury to worry about. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with what he was saying. Yeah, I agree with it too. And I'm glad that he was able to like pick it back up and like reiterate. And like this is what I meant because that's something that a lot of Democrats don't think about. Right. Is, and this is where we got into trouble in West Virginia. Like, as much as we want to go after coal, and coal is bad, and we want to get those people out of the fucking coal mines, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't offer any sort of, well, this is what we can... Alternative. Alternative. It's just like, we're coming and we're going to get rid of coal. Right. Like, okay, that's great. It's going to help the environment, but all of these people, you're not giving them an alternative on where their, A, where their jobs are going to go. And if you look at what it's like in West Virginia, it's not great. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a good time. They're not having a super good time in West Virginia right now. A lot of people aren't. Yeah. And that makes sense. So while we are talking about climate change, we also have to tie in jobs. And like how that affects people and their ability to sustain their own lives but you've said that multiple times that like not very many people are talking about how we're going to create jobs no the democrats aren't really having that conversation at all yeah and that's what got us into trouble in 2016 but i think with climate change that could be a good way to bring about jobs Mm -hmm. because whatever new systems and sources they're coming up with whether it's wind or solar or whatever like, with that is going to come new jobs. They just need to, like, figure that out and talk about it so people will get on board with it. Yes. 
I think you and I could solve all the world's problems. I think we could if it were that easy. But then we don't think about all the layers of lobbyists and money interests that are involved. Well, of course. It's not as simple as like... Let's do it. Yeah. It's not that easy. Because somewhere somebody's profiting off the old bad way of doing shit. Well, everybody's profiting off of it. That's why nothing's going to change. It's because nobody wants to not profit. I That is true. It's a bleak world we're living in. We haven't talked about Nancy Pelosi in a while. She's trying to, like, hold on to <laughs> the fucking ship. Yeah. As they are... I haven't heard anything about impeachment in a while, so that's good. What are they talking about instead? Has anything happened? Like No. They held bar in contempt, or they voted to. Mm. So I think they have to take the vote in front of the full house now. So you'll see all the Republicans not voting to hold him in contempt, and then all the Democrats voting to hold him in contempt. They've got like both their hands up and yep. their feet. Yep, everyone's like, <laughs> and then the Republicans contempt, <laughs> holding him in contempt for what? Because he ignored us. He didn't show up to do his testimony, and he like delivered the Mueller report like in a weird way that and like lied yeah so Nancy Pelosi is trying to hold everything together trying to hold the Democrats together yep she did say something about imprisonment with Donald Trump yeah that was just like an offhand remark and then all of a sudden everyone's like oh my god Nancy Pelosi wants to put him in prison so what's going on with that I mean she didn't say how or why or what right but she just said that he. Should I think be in he prison. belongs in prison, and her face didn't move. That's literally all she said. Yep. Because they made it sound like a much bigger deal. Or maybe it was. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about her, and I haven't heard like you said, like I haven't heard anything about impeachment. No, that's good. They're focusing on other things. Yes. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is gone. Why at is the end she of the gone? Month. I don't know. Press secretary is an interesting job. They cycle through them quite a bit. Right. I mean, she's been there for a couple years now. I wouldn't want to do that shit anymore. I don't feel like she was there that long. I thought she got there in 2017. It's felt like a long time. Yeah, because a lot of things have happened. But people didn't particularly like her. Well, no one was going to like anybody in that position because they have to like constantly lie about shit. And make the president look good. Yes. I like when everyone refers to her as Aunt Lydia. I know. I certainly did. I On our... Instagram. I literally was like, bye-bye, Aunt Lydia. <laughs> and they want Kellyanne Conway gone as well. She's never going to go anywhere. Well, no, because the president would like literally have to kick her out. Like, Sarah Huckabee Sanders ousted herself. Well, yeah, she resigned. Yeah. But Kellyanne Conway will, will not resign. What is her job? Uh, advisor to the president. And he won't get rid of her. No. Is she problematic to the general public as Sarah Huckabee Sanders was oh well yeah she goes on tv and lies all the time but that's okay that's her job yeah I mean it's not okay we actually should be like really outraged about the fact that the White House like goes up every day in front of the tv and just lies and lies and lies <laughs> uh, like constant just like a barrage of just untruths yeah as this guy is like locked in his room fucking eating McDonald's and tweeting that is very true and watching Fox News Justin Amash. He left the Freedom Caucus. Justin Amash left the Freedom Caucus. What does that mean? So the Freedom Caucus were a lot of like the Tea Party Republicans that got elected in 2010 or 
like a little bit before, a little bit after, and they're like ultra Republican, like freedom, America, don't tread on me, my guns. Obama was born in a van in Kenya down by the river. <laughs> like that kind of shit. Oh. And he was one of them. Justin Amash was one of those people. Yes. I don't know if he was a birther. That's just me stereotyping. But right. you get the idea. But yeah, he is calling for impeachment. Well, he was the only Republican calling for impeachment. Yes. But now he has removed himself from whatever. From the Freedom Caucus. He's still a Republican. He's just not right. a part of that group. And they all kind of vote as a unit. And they like have lunch and they're like, we're the Freedom Caucus. <laughs> they literally do that? Yep. They, like, so what chant. does that mean for him going forward? He could get primaried. What does that mean? That means that they could run a Republican against him in the primaries for the House district that he gets elected in. So he could lose that. I probably could have figured that out if I had just thought about it long enough. Yeah. But that's what I'm here for. That is what you're here for. Just as like a quick update, abortion is still legal in all 50 states. So everyone go get one. So just in case, like it's still legal in all 50 states. I'm going to put a link in our show notes um, from NBC News, and it kind of gives you an update of what's going on in each state. But as of today, June 16th, 2019, abortion is still legal. Isn't that scary? Like, you have to, like, look at updates for each state. It sounds like the fucking districts in the Hunger Games. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it sounds like. But if you think about it, black people used to have to go to different schools than us. So, like... We've made progress. <laughs> like, shit used to be a lot worse than it is now. True, but we don't want to go backwards. Well, no, we don't want to go backwards, and I don't think we're going to go backwards. I still stand by that statement. I know you don't agree with me, but I don't, I don't think we're going to go backwards. I think I am volunteering with Planned Parenthood next Friday. Ooh. I think I need to look at my calendar, but they sent out a bunch of events, a lot of pride stuff. They're doing a lot. They have a lot of uh, booths at like the pride parades and stuff. And each city is kind of doing their own pride event. Um, so Plano had one on the 15th. I think that was Friday or Thursday or yesterday. Right now. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was yesterday. Okay. Plano had one yesterday and I think Dutton has one on Friday. Cool. Um, so yeah. That's hot. We love Planned Parenthood over here at Paula Dicks. Well, and I've talked about this on our Instagram before. It's just like you have to kind of put your time in certain places. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't have time because a lot of people work full-time jobs. I'm a princess, and I don't have to work a full-time job. But I use the other 20 hours of my week that I should be working and put that to good use. <laughs> Thank you, Marie Antoinette. Yeah, I sound like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Essentially, what I was trying to say is that volunteering is important, and I talk about this a lot, but if you can, volunteer your time somewhere. It just creates like a good energy flow. Like you doing something good for somebody, and you're not getting paid for it. It's just, it's good. It's nice. Everyone is better off for it. You will not um, regret, regret volunteering your time somewhere, so... 
And I don't have health insurance, so I need the Planned Parenthoods to, like, stay afloat. Um, there's currently a crisis going on in Sudan. Mainly I wanted to bring it up because what I keep seeing floating around on social media is that um, when the Notre Dame burnt – am I saying that right? The Notre Dame? When just Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Okay. So when Notre Dame burnt back in April. Notre Dame. I'm just kidding. Continue. <laughs> I don't know if I could, I could say that with like a straight face. Um, it got a lot of press coverage. It got a lot of media coverage. Like everyone was donating. It raised like billions of dollars just like within a couple days. And the problem with like the crisis going on in Sudan right now is that nobody's talking about it. It's not anywhere. Nobody knows what's going on. Um, I think the biggest issue is that like they have a lot of um, like their internet is shut down over there. So like communication is not getting through from here to there or vice versa. So that probably also is contributing to why it's not getting a lot of coverage over here. But from what I understand, it's really bad. Wow. And there's a lot of people that are being killed. And I don't know if this is true or not, but they're throwing their bodies in the Nile River. So I found a link on CNN because it comes through in my email when I read the news every morning. But um, so they've been protesting their president and then he was finally like kicked out in April. So it's just been like political unrest over there. Um, cause now they're being controlled by the military. So they thought it was going to be better because the president was gone, but it's not, it's, it's, it's now it's worse. And now it's worse. Yeah. So I'll put this link in our show notes. Also, um, you can sign a petition on change.org, which I did. So the UN will actually investigate what's going on over there. Um, there's fundraising campaigns. You can change your social media profile, uh, picture to just like a blue square, which people have a lot of issue with they think that like raising awareness is just like white people's way of like look at me yeah and like their way of like lazily participating in some sort of cause but if everybody's profile pictures are blue then people are going to start asking questions well why Mm -hmm. is your profile picture blue and then it does raise awareness and then more people know about it and that's kind of the problem is that not everybody knows about it so in this case awareness i think is probably good it's a good place to start well it is a good place to start and I think with stuff like that, like, what can we do to help? We can't fly over there and go fight in their army or whatever. No. Like, us, I mean, us personally. Like, you and I sitting in this office. Oh. Like, there's not a lot that, like, we you and can I do. can do. We can donate money. We can change our profile picture. We can sign the petition. But I, th- I think that the um, raising awareness is the best place to start. And then donating to different organizations because there's a lot of um like save the children and unicef those organizations that go specifically to helping the kids because it's all about the kids well when people start dying is when kids become orphans Mm -hmm. and that's a crisis in and of itself so we gotta help so would you like to start the rose ceremony i would love to start the rose ceremony um so my rose, and this contradicts every single thing I said at the beginning of our podcast about RuPaul not being like the spokesperson for the LGBTQ community. Um, but I'm going to give the rose to RuPaul. Okay. 
because he was on my favorite show earlier this week, or last week, excuse me, and he said something that was really profound, and I really like it. Um, he talked about drag and how it will, even though it's on like mainstream television, it'll never be mainstream because it's constantly challenging gender roles and challenging the male ego. And it just like kind of challenges our society and what people think you're supposed to be versus what you actually want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really interesting. And he said that you are more than the paint and the powder and the outfits and whatever it says on your driver's license. You are an extension of the power that created the universe. Okay. He's a very soulful person, like a very spiritual person. He, um, I listened to his interview with Oprah for spiritual, what is it? Her Super Soul Sunday. Super Soul Conversations. Yeah, she's got them all on Spotify. Um, and he says that a lot. Like, you're born naked and the rest is just drag. Like, that's his big thing. Mm-hmm. So, I really like that. Because even if, like I said, drag is not the all-encompassing uh symbol for the gay community it's a really big one but it's not the only one right so if that's not something that you're into then whether or not you're a part of that community you are an extension of the power that created the universe applies to everyone everywhere so i think that's really cool that's so profound it is very profound so i'm giving the rose to elizabeth warren oh why because she is just the little campaign that could She's, like, up there. Mm-hmm. Like, she's now, like, one of the top three or four candidates, depending on where you're looking at. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah, that is exciting for her. I mean, I don't know if I would vote for her in the primaries, but, I mean, good for her. We, we saw her. We did in 2016 with Miss Hillary. Um, in Ohio, Cincinnati. Who are you sending home? I'm sending home Marianne Williamson. <laughs> Why? Because it's fucking, it's a fucking farce is what it is. Her getting to the debates, I'm really surprised she got to debate. I think it's just like the. Just, I'm so furious. I can't fucking stand anything anymore. I quit. Should we have a debate watch party? We don't have any friends. I have friends that I could invite over to watch. The church people. Mm, I don't know. Well, that's it for this episode of Politics. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Pick us. No. Use us. Love us.